Hello and welcome to the Right Fight Podcast, a discussion about how to live a loving life. I'm Reg Lloyd, and we're having a conversation with Kenny Vaughn. Kenny, the fifth thing on the list that love is not is love is not unforgiving. Now, that's not difficult to convince me that unforgiving isn't loving, but it's still such an emotional topic because forgiveness is undeserved. Something has been taken away or done to us, and it's undeserved. So what, in your opinion, is forgiveness? So, I mean, real true forgiveness is a forgiveness of debt, and and it is undeserved. And... Um, in the world, we come from this perspective, and I did, that uh, that I deserve this or I deserve that. And But if you really dig down into that, a really loving person never wants what they deserve. And I say a really loving person because that's someone that's willing to actually consider who they really are, not just who they pretend to, do, to be or some of the, the nice things or good things that they've done, but they understand um, all of us, I think, if we're willing to look, understand our own um, massive failure and, and, and shortcomings and the hate that's in us and the strife and the whatever else it is that we feel for people, then in the end, keep us from forgiving anyone. So we want what we deserve until we realize what we really deserve, then we don't want it anymore. And then we don't want to give anyone else, fear doesn't, anyone else, anything that costs us something that they don't deserve. But, you know, that's, a re- that's another response to fear. And every time we respond to fear, we make fear our God, our little G God, and we become obedient to it, I guess is what I'm saying. So, so the reason that I don't forgive someone normally is because they don't deserve it mm-hmm. and because they, they hurt me. So my, my response to the fear that, that what they did to me somehow says something about me or what they did to me, um, you know, cost me something or whatever that is, my response to that is to become fear and to withhold my forgiveness, thus changing who I am. And so we think, I would say I, forever, I thought, that forgiving someone would cost me something and that not forgiving them wouldn't cost me anything. But I was failing to realize that, that failing to, if I refuse to forgive myself, I'm sorry, if I for you, for, refuse to forgive someone else, I was getting ahead of myself. If I for, forgive, <laughs> if I refuse to forgive someone else, I permanently attach myself to them. Not just to them, but to the, I would say more specifically to the offense that they caused in me. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Is, that, is that what you mean by cutting off your roots, by well, not forgiving someone? Yeah. So I was, that, that, that probably a step further. So um, that's what leading, leads to cutting off your roots. So before we cut off our roots, meaning before we, Quit being patient, kind, truthful, these seven things that love is that produce fruitfulness in our own lives. Before we cut those things off and become these eight things that love is not angry, rude, envious, prideful. Um, I forget the other ones off the top of my head. Before, before that happens, it all happens in our heart first. 
So in that sense, yes, that is how we cut off our roots. But before we actually do those things, we, we nurse this in our hearts, meaning I have the offense. I'm not angry. I'm not rude. I'm not all these things yet, but I have this offense. Someone else hurt me. I'm refusing to forgive them. So I'm, I'm keeping myself connected to this offense. I'm nurturing that in my own heart. And then eventually it comes out in my actions and my decisions. And that is the actual, I mean, we're killing these roots inside us, but nobody can see it. Then we act on it. And that's when we kill the relationships. Mm-hmm. As when we respond to what we've allowed to grow in our own hearts. So what would you, what would you suggest to someone who's uh, dealing with unforgiveness? What would be the first maybe belief to start building on to work towards forgiveness? Uh, the truth. And, and I think the broken, what made it the hardest for me to forgive people was a misunderstanding of what forgiveness really was. So I thought forgiveness was an endorsement for what someone did that they should not have never done. Okay. I thought forgiveness was permission or it seemed as me, it seemed to me as the, as if I forgave them, I would be endorsing what they did or granting them permission to do it again or suggesting that what they did was okay when it was not at all. And I think that comes from the a, a false understanding of what forgiveness really is. And, like, and I, so I went to the dictionary before this and just looked up, you know, because I'm wondering, why did I get this idea of that that's what forgiveness was? And does everybody have this idea or is it just me? But if you go to Webster's, this, this is the Webster's definition of forgiveness. It isn't a forgiveness of debt so much as it is to stop feeling angry or resentful towards someone who caused an offense. And I don't know how, I mean, if, if, if forgiveness is for me to stop feeling angry towards what someone did or feeling like they shouldn't have done it, then, then that's almost like saying what they did was okay. It's not at all. And so that, when I, when I realized that I wasn't saying what you did was okay and that I wasn't endorsing what you did or telling you it's okay to do it again. And, and that I didn't have to pretend that I didn't feel hurt, that I didn't feel angry, that I didn't feel resentful. I didn't have to pretend that I didn't feel all these things to forgive you, mm-hmm. but that I had to decide that I wanted what was best for you despite what you did to me. And that I would forgive the debt, meaning you don't owe me anything because of what you did to me. As far as I'm concerned, it's done and it's behind this. Now, I'm not, that is not, does not mean it's okay to keep doing it. Because what I, because I want what is best for you, I don't want you to do it anymore. Not, no, not so much because it's going to hurt me again, but because if you keep offending people, if you keep living a selfish life, it's wrecking you, and I want what's truly best for you. And then it took me a while to realize this too, but what's, a, what's amazing is that if you really forgive someone and they truly repent and they quit doing what they once did, then it, it, it blesses everyone's lives. And you, hopefully you're, if you really forgave them, you're not going to resent that. You're, 
you're going to be grateful that they improved or, you know, that they became better. I mean, really, if you forgive someone who truly repents, you know, you're, you call them your enemy. They, your enemy hurt you, and then I forgive you, and they, and they truly change, they're not going to hurt you anymore. Now, if they stay stuck on stupid, right, if they just stay stuck in this selfishness, then forgiving them still means we, we relieve the debt. We no longer hold what they did against us. Meaning they, they owe you nothing? That's right. You don't owe me anything. But because I love you, I'm not going to support you continuing to do it. Mm-hmm. It is not forgiveness, not permission to keep doing yeah. what you did or what you're doing. Yeah. So how, how do you know that you have started forgiving somebody? So I, I think... Choosing to def- to forgive someone is just simply the decision that w- that we say, you know what, um, I'm going to do my best to n- to never hold that against them again. Now, I'm going to feel all that stuff, and then so the act of forgiveness is that when I feel all the stuff that comes from what they did to me, that I don't I don't harbor it, and that I don't sit there and and harp on it and sow it into my heart and soul, so that when I see them again, I treat them like I feel. Right. So truly forgiving them means I separate myself from that. I cast down imaginations and every high thing, you know, every time that comes along so that when I see them again, I treat them as if they never did it. I, I, I don't treat them differently. Um, that's the first step in the forgiveness process. But your question is, you know, how do you know if you're actually forgiving someone? I want to bring that, that up because we do that first, but our feelings don't change at all over time our feelings can actually begin to change. So the feelings are the fruit that follow the root. So we're, we're managing these roots. Then over time, the fruit can return. You know, I don't, I don't feel, I don't have all those strong feelings of hate and, and resentfulness and all those things going forward. In the end, I think what really reveals if we've truly forgiven someone is if it helps me to think of it this way. If I just, if we just consider if God used whatever they did to us that caused the offense for their good, would we be envious or would we be grateful? And I would say if God used what they did to us that hurt us and, and, and cost us for their good, I'm, ta- I'm not talking about for some selfish good. I'm talking about truly for their good, that, they, that as a result of that, that they embraced their own foolishness, that they truly repented, and that's no longer who they are. And now they're growing in Christ, and they're growing in love. And we're grateful for that. We, I'd say we've forgiven them. But if we're resentful, if we're envious, if we're prideful for these eight things that love is not, we haven't forgiven anybody. We may be faking it till we make it, but we're never going to make it. Mm-hmm. This is a hot topic. It is, and it's a hard... It's an emotional, hard topic. Right. It is. The trap of unforgiveness um, is that I deserve better, and then I withhold my forgiveness, and then I become what I despise. So, I mean, the worst thing for us is that we get stuck in our pride and our, in our own unforgiveness and that we would hold that from others. And while we're on that, I just want to say 
I hear this so often, you know, that we need to learn how to forgive ourselves. Um, I don't think that's true. Why is that? Because I don't think we have, and this is, I know this is going to be a little controversial and you're probably going to have to think about this because it took, I had to think about it for a long time myself, but I don't think we have the power to forgive ourselves. And then and a lot, so a lot of people would say, not only should we forgive ourselves, that, but that we should forgive others for our own sake. In other words, we forgive them because it helps me. But that's, I would say that may not be real forgiveness. Real forgiveness is for them, not for you. It's like love. You know, it, well, forgiveness is love. And that if it's not pure, if you're forgiving someone for yourself, if you're loving someone for yourself, if I love you for me, it's not for you, it's for me. And the why reveals who I love. You're digging deep now. Yeah. So I love, so the, the why reveals I'm loving me, I'm not loving you. So if I'm truly forgiving you, it's not for me. That's one thing, okay? But the other one is forgiving myself. Our, my forgiveness is not for me. It's for you. And I'm going to take it a step further. If I can forgive myself, why do I need Jesus? Why do I need God? Why do I need forgiveness at all? And I would suggest to you that that's another trap, that, that, we, that we try to forgive ourselves and we try to convince ourselves that what we did was okay or whatever it was, when, and, and then it never works. So it just goes on forever and ever and ever. It's like, I, why can't I forgive myself? Everyone struggles to forgive themselves. Well, because you're not supposed to and you don't have the power to. So what's the answer? To receive God's forgiveness. That's the answer. You don't need to forgive yourself. Like Jesus went to the cross so you could be forgiven. Yeah, I like how you, you wrote in, in your book, forgiveness is about not wasting the greatest sacrifice the world has ever known. Jesus Christ, who died on a cross so we could be forgiven. Forgiveness is about saying, I want you to change, and from this point forward, I will no longer choose to surrender my thoughts to what has happened and live my life looking backwards. I'll look forward, grateful that none of us are locked in or forever defined by our past. That's right. So we want forgiveness for our mistakes, but we want everyone else to deserve their forgiveness from us. But the forgiveness we received was undeserved. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. It's a good place to start. I know for me, it's a good place to start where it actually goes from my head to the heart to realize that my forgiveness was undeserved, even though I think I can probably convince myself if I wanted to that it was deserved. But the reality, it, it's not deserved. Mm -hmm. Therefore, if it wasn't deserved given to me, it probably should flow from me. That's right. If we accept the responsibility, so if we expect, accept the responsibility to love, which we should because we're loved. So, I mean, any of us, if we're truly honest, like we, we know we, didn't, we don't deserve what Christ did for us. And if we can let that, as you always often say, you know, let the coin drop, if we can let that really get down into us, and we understand it's undeserved. We were not worthy. We were worth it to Him. 
So when we, when we get that, we're not worthy, we don't deserve it, but he gave it anyway. When that really gets down deep, we're so grateful for that undeserved grace that it changes us. And, and we change us from this deserving mindset. And we understand that, yeah, the, the person that offended me doesn't deserve forgiveness, but neither did I. You know, who much is given, much is required. Every one of us who have received forgiveness and, and, and embraced the cross, much has been giving, given, and now much is required. And when, when I embrace that, it becomes very easy for me to forgive. You know, and I'm not saying I want to <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes I may not want to, but it becomes very easy for me to forgive because, you know, how broken would it be to accept the love of God and that forgiveness and then withhold it from others? Maybe you hadn't accepted it at all. Maybe you hadn't really grasped um, what it really means to be loved. I think that was the whole, the whole point of the unmerciful servant parable that maybe the guy who didn't forgive didn't really understand the amount that he was forgiven. It's a hard topic. I think out of, um, in my interaction with people, I don't know that I've come across anything any more emotional than talking about unforgiveness. And I've been fortunate in my life not to have to forgive a lot of people. I'm very grateful for that and fortunate. Um, but the ones that I have had to forgive, I've, for me personally, it's been more of a process than just a one time. It just didn't flood me. I had to work towards it. Is you have anything to say towards process versus? Well, um, the first thing I was thinking as you said that is, it's the the first step to having to forgive someone is to become offended, and so the the first step and the the first thing we can do is to become more selfless, so we're harder to offend, so that so that we don't feel this need to forgive for someone who we suspect hurt us but did nothing wrong at all. You know, in other words, we're becoming offended over a lot of little things. So if we become prideful, then we become easily offended. And then then we have all kinds of forgiveness that we have to battle all the time. But the actual process of working through the forgiveness once we realize someone has truly offended us and, you know, no amount of humility would have stopped that offense um, for me is the cross, you know, I just go just right back straight back to the cross and, um, what God did for me. And it's just more Jesus. I don't know of a, I don't know of any way to thank my way into forgiveness. No, no there's no mind trick. Yeah. It's not logical. Right. I agree. I I agree with you that it it has to be something beyond ourselves that is greater than ourselves. Because when I get the opportunity to speak to people about this, maybe in a, a large group setting, and I look out in the audience and I know what has been taken from some of the people by by offenders, maybe lives of, of their loved ones and things like that, horrific events. I wonder how can I even be saying this to them? You know, I'm telling someone and I just think it is only beyond ourselves. It's we have to go beyond ourselves to Jesus. Supernatural. Yeah, I agree, hundred percent. 
And then the the only logical in it that I can find that I try to share and that I remind myself of frequently is that if someone stole from me, I'm not the thief. They are. Now, I got hurt, and it cost me something, but that can be restored, just like in the tr- in the case of the tree, you know. Someone takes some of my fruit. If I can keep my roots connected, the fruit will will return. And am I going to be more, am I going to be so offended that I'm more concerned about the fruit that they took from me that's going to restore itself if I can keep my love connected in my own life? Am I more worried about that, or am I w- more worried about the fact that in order for them to do that, they had to cut off their own roots and that that they're that they're destroying themselves as they're hurting me the same as I was doing to Christ and God. And then he came and loved me anyway. And so in that is the only place I can find mm-hmm. some sense of Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I agree. It's a it's a, it's hard. Yeah. It's but, hard. No, but, it is. It is tough stuff. We don't need easy. We got Jesus. There you go. That's a good way to close this out. Wrap this session up. Trust God's word, no matter what. Keep your eyes on the horizon. <laughs> All right. Until next time. Thanks, Ray. Thanks for listening to the Right Fight podcast. Make sure to check out Kenny's book, The Right Fight, for more on how to live a loving life. It's available on their website, shieldsofstrength.com. Audible, and all digital platforms. If you have any questions for the podcast, you can email support at shieldsofstrength.com and put podcast as the subject. And make sure to follow Kenny on Instagram and TikTok at John Kennedy Vaughn. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.